0: Hey, good morning, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries. Hey, I got a great story I want to tell you guys today. There was this uh, preacher by the name of David, and he had a church back in 1958. Now, that's a long time ago. I realize that. But uh, by the time I get to the end of this story, you're going to know who I'm talking about. But this preacher by the name of David, he had a big church in Pennsylvania. The church ran over 200 people, so it was a good-sized church. But David just wasn't satisfied. So David was sitting in his office one night and he decided that he would just get rid of his TV. And this was 1958, so it was probably black and white too. But anyway, he decided to spend those two hours praying and asking God for more out of his life. Well, one night he was sitting there and he picked up a Life magazine and started thumbing through it and in this magazine he saw pictures of these teenage boys that were on trial in new york city it was as if god spoke to him and told him to go to new york city and try to help those teenagers and he laughed out loud and he said who me and then he heard himself talking to god and he just thought wow i could never do that but no matter what david did That thought would not go away. And he kept thinking, who? Me? Go to New York City? I'm just a country preacher. I've got no business in New York City. But this would not go away. So finally, he talked to his wife about it. And she said, you feel like that God is really calling you to go to New York City and help these teenagers? And David said, yeah, I believe he is. And here's what his wife told him. Well, take some warm socks because New York City is a very cold place. And so he went to his church and he talked to his church about it. And the church offered to give him money to help him go and do what he felt like God was calling him to do. So him and his youth pastor loaded up in his car and headed to New York City. They go to New York City and they go to the district attorney's office and they tell them they are there to help these teenage boys. And the district attorney just laughs at him and he said, well, you're never going to get to see these boys and there's just no way. And so David and his friend left, and then David would call that district attorney, and he just kept calling him and bugging him, and finally that district attorney told him, he said, you might as well just go down there to the courthouse where the trial is and see if you can talk to the judge. That's the only way you're going to be able to get to talk to these teenage boys. So they headed down to the courthouse, they got to the courtroom, And they sat through the whole trial. And at the end of the trial, these young boys were convicted and sentenced. David stood up and he said, Your Honor, Your Honor, would you give a reverend an audience with the court? And the judge just turned around and walked back to his chambers. And pretty soon, the court officers came and escorted David out of the courtroom. And when he got outside of the courtroom... The newspapers, reporters were taking pictures of him. They looked at David and they said, what's that book you're holding in your hand? He said, well, that's my Bible. He said, are you ashamed of it? He said, well, no. So he, he held it up high and the flash bulbs were popping. David was embarrassed when he left the courtroom and he, him and his buddy, they set out in their car and David wept for 20 minutes. And finally he said, let's go back home. When they got back home, they found out that his picture was on the front page of the New York Times holding that Bible in the air. And it embarrassed David, what they wrote about him. And he felt like a failure. But you know what? The Holy Spirit would not leave David alone. And he kept convicting him and telling him to go back to New York City and help those teenagers. So finally, he went to his church and talked to them. And they gave him more money to go back to New York City to try to help those teenagers. And him and his youth pastor headed back to New York City. And when they got into New York City, they didn't know where to go. So they just kind of ended up walking the streets. Some of the teenage gang members seen them and they said, Hey, we know you. David said, Well, how do you know me? They said, Well, your picture was all over the papers. You're that preacher from Pennsylvania. So David started talking to the gang members, and they listened to him. And pretty soon, there were some of them that had given their heart to the Lord. He never could figure out a way to get back to those teenagers that he thought he, God had sent him to help, but he just kept witnessing that these gang members, one after the other, would get saved and turn their heart over to the Lord. And David still felt like he had failed God. And when he went back home, he took a trip to Ohio, to visit his grandfather, who was an old preacher. And him and his grandfather were sitting out in the field one day, and he said, Grandpa, I feel like I've failed God. God sent me to New York City to help these teenage boys on trial. And I didn't never get the chance to talk to him. David talked to his grandfather and he told him what he felt like God had put on his heart to do. And he said, Grandpa, what do you think about it? Do you think that God was really calling me to help those boys on trial? And his grandfather said, son, I don't think God's ever going to let you see those seven boys that you thought you were supposed to go help. And here's the reason why. He said, I don't think that's why you was even there. If you'd have got to see those seven boys, you would have thought that you had done what God had sent you to do, and you would have give up and went back home, no matter what the outcome was. God had a bigger plan. God sent you to New York City to help all the teenage boys in New York City. God's plan is always bigger than anything that we could ever dream, hope, or imagine. So David went back home, and then ended up going back to New York City and back on the streets witnessing to every teenage boy he could find, every gang member he could find. If you've ever heard of Teen Challenge, David Wilkerson is the man who founded Teen Challenge. David Wilkerson was a country preacher sitting in his office asking God, there's got to be more that you can do with my life. And just totally surrendered to God and said, "Here am I. I want to be used." You know, life is but a vapor and God wants to do more with our lives than we could ever imagine if we will just surrender to him. There's got to be something more that God can do with my life. There's got to be something more that God can do with your life if 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 you will just surrender and say, God, here am I. I want to be used. So the question today is, would you like to have a stronger, more powerful relationship with God than you ever thought or dreamed possible? Find time to spend with God. And friend, if you're ready to shed those chains that are binding you, then we can help you right now. All you have to do is pray and ask God, break those chains off of you, and he will do it. Pray a simple little prayer. Lord Jesus, break these chains and set me free. Lord, I give you
1: my heart right now in Jesus' name. At the darkest of days, I was lost without hope. Just an old sinner thief at the end of my rope, in my mind was a scripture many times I had scorned while down the road they led Jesus they claim virgin born that day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke and he beckoned to me I left a lifetime of misery hanging there don't you see that day I met That day he saved me There was nothing to do That would alter my past That's when I knew That this day was my last They nailed this man Jesus On a cross next to me There I opened my heart New life to receive to me, I left a lot of misery hanging there. Don't you see? That day I met Jesus. That day He saved me. that